Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey y'all, on this episode, I want to talk about dating and I want to talk about the realness of dating, the raw truth of dating, and how dating can be a dangerous game, okay? <laughs> because guess what? We can all be played. Um, I do have a poem for y'all. This poem is about a time where I did get played. I found out I was a side chick, and it really messed with me. So I do just want to say... That there is cursing in this. So if you have little ones around, you might want to listen to this when they're not around. But here we go. This poem is called Careful Next Time. You look me in my face and lied time and time again. And in the same breath, you denied my reality in. I smiled in, styled in. What's wrong with you? Who hurt you? And how was any of that shit okay? You said you were stressed. You felt better when you got that shit off your chest. Bro, what about the depression you left me in? What about the session you left me in? Like, do you even give a fuck about me or was I just something to complete your fantasy? Did she hurt you? Cheat on you? What is your rationale? Are you really like that or are you really that foul? Or did you just hog the ball? Flaws and all, was I your lick back? Your get back? Did I play a part in your game? And the way you looked at me, I could see the hurt in your eyes. I have never seen you look like that before. Two sides in 24 hours. This is a crazy ass story and I'm waiting for my credits and my flowers. I was there for you. I cared for you. You accidentally said we was together. You accidentally said you accidentally put us together and you play this game in your head where you justify that shit, calling it a fucking accident. <laughs> you asked me for my number and followed that with ambiguity. You invited me under the covers and followed that with nudity. That shit was cool to me. I mean, it was rude to me. How dare you do this to me? I don't know what she did to deserve you. And I'm trying to figure out what I did to deserve that shit too. Like, you went through hoops to be with me. Hoops so small, only you could see how far I could be without your ass. What men would have begged for the trash you begged? How dare you treat me like I'm disposable? And the goodbye speech you prepared? <laughs> I think a part of you snuck out. And it always caught me by surprise because you always seem to be two different guys. But you opened my eyes. I just got to be more careful next time. So y'all, that poem was about someone who lied to me about being in a relationship, if you could not tell. And I did not find out for a very long time. But I do not want to go into this story because that person does not deserve any type of justice. Um, what I do want to talk to y'all about is the different things to be prepared for when you are dating. Because dating can be a fun, yet dangerous game for your heart. 
So the first thing I want to talk about is how dating can be a gamble. Meaning, just like loving basketball, <laughs> you got to play me for your heart, okay? So there is a possibility that you will or will not walk out of the the situationship or the person you're dating in a relationship. Like, that is the gamble you take when you decide to invest time and money and attention into someone. So the best way that you can make sure that you get the most out of your money and that you placing your money on the right bet or the right person is to make sure that you have boundaries and be firm in those boundaries. And if y'all have not listened to the book, Sis Don't Settle, oh my gosh, I know I've talked about that book before, but she gives some really great tips. And I actually took notes. So I am going to look right now and uh, see what notes I have from that book because, man, I listened to this January of 2022. Um, And so I just want to share a few things that she shared when she talked about dating. Since dating is a gamble and you want to make sure that you you put your best foot forward. So... In the book, she says that you should ask certain questions on the first date. She goes through eight of these questions. Um, So the questions are to ask the person you're dating, what are you most excited about right now? And she says that this lets you know if you are compatible, if he gives you more insight to his personality. So asking him, like, what are you excited about right now? It'll get him to talking you'll see what he decides to talk more about. Is he talking about his career? Is he talking about his art? Is he talking about what makes him happy? Like you learn a lot about a person just by asking them, what are they most excited about? Her next question is, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? And she said, this lets you know if they see a family or a spouse in their goals. That's important because if you want to be in a relationship, you could kind of see, is this what this person wants? If they mention being married or being in a relationship or having a family. So you kind of get to see where, where this person's priorities are and see if they align with yours. The next one she says is, would you consider yourself healed from your past? And so that's important because as y'all know, on this podcast, we focus on healing our traumas. And she says that um, we are responsible for our healing. This includes breakup, childhood traumas, work issues. This will let you know if they are whole or at least doing the work to get there. It's important to know where where a person is as far as trying to decide um, if they are working through stuff or if they are in denial and not addressing it. That tells you a lot about a person too because you can set that boundary for yourself and know, okay, this is what, you know, I want, or this is not what I want as far as a person that is healed. Do I want him to, you know, at least be aware that he should heal things, or do I want him to be doing the work to become healed? The next one she has is, what are your religious beliefs? This helps you decide if uh, if you both can tolerate your beliefs. That's important, too, because you want to know if this person is like super religious, like 
if they believe that you need to go to church every Sunday in order to have a relationship with God, if they believe you need to be quoting the Bible, like if they use the Bible to direct every path in their life, or if they don't really feel like you should go to church and that you could, you know, have church at home or you can just pray and talk to God. You don't have to go to church. Like, or if they're spiritual, you know, you have to really get an understanding because religion and spirituality govern a lot of our decisions, especially those big decisions in life. So it may be important to just at least see where they are. The next one she says is, what are your biggest fears? And that's important because it kind of shows you like what a person's, where their integrity lies, but also what they have to lose. Because a person can tell you, oh, you know, my biggest fear is losing my family you know, losing my mom. But then another person can tell you my biggest fear is losing my job and being broke and homeless. Don't, that, those are two different people. You know, those are two different fears. You, that you see where their priorities are. Not saying one is worse than the other, but you kind of see like where a person's focus is going to be based on what they're scared of. And then she said, who do you look up to? My, who do you look up to the most? And she said, this helps you see their value. So, for example, they could say, I look up to um, a person with, you know, somebody that's like rich and famous because they invented something. And so they look up to them because they created their own way and their own wealth. Or they could look up to like an activist, someone who fights for change because they fight for other people. Like you could kind of see where their values lie based on who they look up to. And the other one she says is, what are the roles of husband and wife for you? So that's important because, you know, the big debate, uh, are we is the woman supposed to go in 50-50 with the man? If that's the case, you know, if the woman don't work, should y'all do traditional roles? Like, it's that big debate. And so, you know, with it being now 2023, that is important to kind of know where a person stands as far as. Um, what am, what are you supposed to do in a relationship and what are they supposed to do in a relationship? And then the last one is, what do you like when you're angry? <laughs> How do you handle disagreements? And so um, I, I just remember that when I did ask the person that lied to me <laughs> uh, uh, this question, his answer was, um, you don't have to worry about seeing me angry. Like I never get angry. I never get that angry, you know? So don't, don't worry about it because you'll never see me get that angry. And now that I look back on it, I realized how he deflected and he didn't answer the question. Um, so when I did catch him with his girlfriend, I did get to see this true anger and he was a very different person than I met. So I think that's a very important question to ask. Because if nothing else, you get to see if that person is going to be honest with you and give you a straightforward answer. And I'm not saying you should ask all these questions on the first date. It's definitely not going to go that way. Those questions will, um, they'll, you know, they can come up over the first few conversations or they may spark even more of a conversation. But it is just something to think about. Like, as you are dating, Think about maybe I want to ask him these things because I want to get to, you know, the nitty gritty and find out more about him. So 
sis don't settle they have the audio book um you can get like if you do the free trial from audible you can listen to it it's by faith jenkins uh she i don't think she's still practicing law but she was a judge um and she got married and it was just such a good book i think they waited until marriage to have sex and she wrote a book about it and she had a lot of situations like she went through a lot of different men. <laughs> I think she got played before. Um, she liked somebody that was in a relationship. And he just straight up told her, like, no, I don't want to be with, like, no, I don't want to go on a date with you. Because she asked him on a date. Sorry, y'all, I'm spoiling it. But this is just one of the examples. And she never knew why he just, like, said no to her. Come to find out years later, he finally told her, like, hey, I'm sorry that, you know, I said no to you that day. I was in a relationship. And honestly, like, that was the best thing he could have did for her because now she don't have to waste her time. Like, it probably would have been nice if she would have known, but at least he didn't waste her time. So, and I say it would have been nice if she would have known because a lot of times we question ourselves when we hear the word no when we get rejected by men especially when it comes down to this dating thing we start to question ourselves and wonder is there something wrong with me and so sometimes the best thing you can do for a person is to offer clarity and the sad thing about dating is you do not get clarity okay people are flaky they are scared they have no obligation to you even if you're in a committed relationship, when people do you wrong or they cheat on you or something like that, you may not always be offered clarity. So sometimes you have to get that on your own. You have to um, you have to look within and just take accountability and look look at yourself, you know, and show compassion with yourself because all you can do is control your actions. And it does hurt. Like it really does. rejection hurts. Being lied to hurts. And I think the part that sucks the most about it is sometimes you don't get answers. But one thing that I focused on with dating when I don't get answers, when I'm feeling somebody and I find out they lied to me or they chose somebody else, you know, over me. He didn't want to be in a relationship, but then he got in a relationship with her, you know, instead of like doubting myself and questioning myself, which you can allow yourself that grace to have those questions. But <clears throat> also come back around and look within and you can ask yourself, OK, what about this has anything to do with me? Nine times out of ten, nothing. Or what about this? You know, can I what can I learn from this? Because there's so much you can learn from it. A lot of times for me, I learned to believe people the first time. People will show you signs that they really want you and they will show you signs that they really don't want you. And if you like me, when you get to liking somebody, you get to being real delusional <laughs> and we get to be forgetting them signs. We get to be making excuses for people because we want to believe who we believe they can be rather than who they're showing us. So I just, I just ask you to offer yourself grace when it comes down to be, to dating and dealing with um, people that are going to be people. People are going to people. They're going to choose other people. They're going to date around. They're not going to be honest with you. And, you know, it's 
I wrote, I said in a poem, I got to be careful next time. But honestly, like you can be the most careful as you want to be. And sometimes you just don't know. Like, and at, at some point you have to just be okay with the fact that I will, I will never truly know if a person is lying to me or it can never truly be avoided. It really can't. Like, sometimes people just really be showing you that um, that they're honest and they're faithful, and then it comes out that they're not, that they were lying to you, they catfished you. So if you've ever been in a position where you're checking all the boxes, right? Because when we date, we we looking for stuff. We looking for signs of another woman. We looking for signs that you're not really interested. Nobody's out here choosing to be hurt. We try to protect ourselves based on the experiences we've had. And sometimes people are just deceptive. So I want to validate anybody that's having that experience where a person is literally just deceptive. And also, I want to encourage you to be uh, vigilant about, you know, making sure that you stick to your boundaries, making sure that you have your boundaries lined out, what I'll do and what I don't want. And so you you can do that. And then you can also ask those questions that um, Faith put in her book and see if they align with what you want. And if they don't, leave, 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 leave. Like, please tread lightly because the thing about it is a lot of times we we move in this lack mindset. We move in a mindset where we feel like, you know, well, he fits most of these boxes. It's just this one little thing. We can work on that. And then you end up betraying yourself because you look back and that one thing he didn't he didn't fit actually turned into a lot of things. And it was actually a sign of a lot of things. For example, the dude I dated that lied to me and told me he didn't have a girlfriend the whole time he did, um, he was very avoidant. And so I was viewing the, I thought he just had an avoidant attachment style, which I shouldn't have settled for anyway, but it was very much so like him, you know, trying to decide when we would, when we would speak, how often we would speak, when we would see each other, how often we would see each other. He was like very calculated and he was putting it off as, you know, I'm trying to make sure I don't like you too much or I'm trying not to move too fast. Whereas what it really was is he was hiding me from his girlfriend. But in my head, I was like, oh, you know, he just has an, he has an avoidant attachment style. Like, I'm, and I'm anxious. So I just got to make sure that I'm not anxious. But it's like avoiding people make you anxious. <laughs> avoiding people will put you in a position where you doubting yourself and you questioning yourself. Because I was thinking to myself, like, Am I wanting to spend too much time with him? Am I doing too much? Because he wants to keep, you know, limiting the time we spend together. Am I acting like I like him too much? Am I moving too fast? Like, no. Anybody that is secure is going to make you feel secure. They're going to make you be very aware that they want to spend time with you and they want to hang out with you. And they're going to be very intentional instead of trying to push you away or limit the interactions. But for me, I 
I kind of ignored that red flag of avoidance and just pushed it off, you know, to avoid an attachment style rather than, oh, no, this could be a person that's hiding something. I never thought about it like that until it came out. So that brings me to my next point, which is to be okay with not being chosen. Okay, now this is a hard one because I told y'all it's a gamble. It's a gamble when you out here dating. So to be okay with not being chosen, oh, like it's it's like when you start dating somebody, y'all going on dates, y'all talking, y'all texting, y'all getting to know one another. And then you may find out like, okay, he's still stuck on his ex or he don't want a relationship or he cuts you off. He ghosts you for whatever reason, you know, it's like, that's the gamble you take when you start dating. It's not okay. It doesn't feel good. Um, It hurts. But... I think that we have to walk into it with the idea that this may not work out. And I have to be okay with that. And that's why you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Okay? Date around. Talk to other people. Don't, um, Don't get too committed to someone too quickly, especially if they're not showing you signs that they want to be committed to you. And those signs can look like being inconsistent. They can look like their actions are not aligning with their words. They can look like um, long times without communicating with you, like days. That can look like um, not meeting his commitments. He says he's going to be somewhere and do something. You can tell when a person is intentional about you. And when they're not, you got to be ready to move on to the next one. Um. And then the last one is just like, you got to keep your, you got to keep your options open and they're nine times out of 10 keeping their options open as well. And I know like, if you are ready to be in a relationship, it gets annoying and it gets old going from person to person, but sometimes you got to be okay with walking away as well. Like you got, you got to be okay with not being chosen, but also you got to be okay with this person's not matching with me and I got to go because I know a lot of times we will compromise and try to make things work because people seem to be great, except great. But if you you said you don't want a long distance relationship, why are you settling for a long distance relationship? You said you don't want anybody that um, smokes weed. Why settle for somebody that smokes weed? You know, like, they can fit all your boxes except this. Like, if it's a non-negotiable, it's a non-negotiable. Let me see if there's anything else in her book that I wanted to share with y'all. Because I took a lot of notes. She also said, rejection is redirection. Yes, that one, that's that's the one I'm going to leave with y'all today. Because I feel like we're definitely going to talk more and more about dating Like, this is definitely going to be our dating series for the next few weeks because y'all already know I'm back out here and I'm just learning so much and healing through so much. So I definitely want to make sure that I continue to share with y'all 
And every time I go through something, I be inspired to write a poem. So, you know, you're going to get more poetry. But Faith Jenkins says, rejection is redirection. Don't cry over spilled milk when there's another carton waiting for you. Don't take rejection personally. He saved you from something you couldn't see. Y'all. <laughs> exactly. When I say be okay with not being chosen and keep your options open. Even if you don't keep your options open, let's say you do. Let's say you and this guy get serious. Let's say y'all get exclusive. Y'all almost on a relationship. And then it's like, boom, he ends it. Or boom, he goes to you. Or boom, he start doing things that violate your boundaries. And, and now you got to go. Because you know your worth. And you know that you're not going to settle for this. Like, yeah, you know, the relationship didn't work out. Yeah, he may have left. But at the same time, everything works out for your good. Everything works out for your good. This relationship, whatever you're going through, it's just working to get you to the next one. And I learned that relationships are just taking notes, okay? All right? We, we passed that test. Got you. Took those notes. Read that book, okay? Dealt with that guy. Now I know what I like. Now I know how I like to be treated. Y'all, one thing I learned in this dating process, because I was talking to a guy, and... um me and him, I had traveled to see him. And when I came to see him, like, he asked me, he said, do you need me to, he said, what all are you packing? I was like, oh, you know, just my clothes and things like that. He was like, oh, okay, because I can go to the store and I can get you some toiletries. Like, you know, if you need body wash, bonnet. And I'm like, what? Y'all, I had never had nobody, <laughs> I had never had nobody offer to buy me things that I needed to be at their home. And and now that I said it out loud, that sounds like bare minimum shit. But I had never had nobody do that for me. So now it's just like, okay, new standard. Like if he ain't if he ain't making sure I'm hundred percent comfortable, why am I going over there? <laughs> so yeah, like you just learn new things as you go along. You you realize like your worth and what you deserve as you meet and, and engage with new people. And also, of course, you can learn and know what you deserve by yourself, but we also heal and grow in community. So sometimes it takes a few dates for you to learn that. But anyway, those are my few tips that I want to talk to y'all about, about when it comes to the, um, the gamble of dating, man. Uh, and I hope this, I hope this episode found y'all well. I hope it was encouraging. If it spoke to you in some type of way, um, I hope that you take what you need and leave the rest. So I will talk to y'all in another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you did, please leave a comment, leave a rating. And share the podcast on any social media platform using the hashtag Poetry for Black Girls so I can share it, connect with you, and we can reach other black girls. All right. Thank y'all. Bye.